Welcome to another episode of There's a System to This Madness. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. Today is April 28th, 2020. The purpose of this podcast is to discuss general ideals, things that have been found in the news, Facebook, social media, all that good stuff, things that just draws an interest to my mind to offer my views my ideas hopefully as time passes, i will start getting feedback from the listeners to offer corrections offer agreements of course i like that and also just a whole different point of view i am open to all of these ideas and suggestions Anybody that follows me on Facebook, I've always used my Facebook page to promote what I call motivational, positive, informative ideas. Also, every now and then, I like to post things that that may cause a stir, that may step on people's toes, sometimes I'm doing it intentionally. Sometimes it just baffles me to think that, why does this bother you? For example, I posted the other day in regards to Dr. Fauci. And what I said was, I do not fully trust him because... I do not trust the Trump administration. I mean, what I'm saying is that I'm not discrediting his knowledge, his information. However, hearing the other stuff, other information that's coming out of this administration, and he is directly connected i know there are people that are say well he's appointed in this capacity he has no obligation to do this and he can speak on his own things like that see when i see him on that stand with the president standing beside him with that white house seal behind his head To me, he is a part of the administration. And based on the things that I have listened and witnessed being stated by this president and his administration, and I know that he is connected to these individuals, I'm not going to give 100% 100 faith in this person. This is all I said. Of course... There are a number of people that chimed in, basically was saying that, no, you shouldn't be like this. You follow him because he is the, I guess, the true source of this administration. Yes, I've even heard that he has bucked the system to the point where there were grumblings in the administration that they are thinking about firing him and all this. See, I believe if this individual is sincere 100% and he is totally against 
what the Trump administration is saying, he should resign and start his own platform. And I'm, I believe without a doubt, the media and all other outlets would follow him. However, people are so desperate for reliable information in regards to this situation. And he's, he's a prominent resource because, of course, he's getting a lot of airtime because he's connected to the White House. And I think another factor is people are just, they're just plain scared. So that when he is speaking, he is giving them a sense of hope, a sense of belief that they want to rely on someone. They want to have somebody that is, uh, I, guess, I guess, a credible source. You know, people don't want to take the time to say some of this stuff is just, it's common sense. You know, it's basically gaining the understanding that this virus is connected to health. You know, when they say things like it affects black people more because it affects some of the preconditions that we as black people already have, hypertension, diabetes, things of this nature. See, there are things that we can start implementing in our lives that we just don't want to realize that it's going to take work to basically save your life. And it's not hard work. Something simple as going out every day for 30 minutes and going for a walk. Nobody's telling you to run a marathon or get on a bench press and pump 300, 400 pounds every day. It's simple. Get off your behinds and go exercise. And that form of exercise is simply just going for a walk. See, what they're giving you on TV is things like stay inside and keep still and don't do nothing. They're not giving you anything that makes you proactive. They're not telling you how your lifestyle is going to have to change once this virus has been defeated. Even if they have some type of vaccination that they can administer to other individuals or to all of us, you're going to have to change your lifestyle. You're going to have to become healthier. You're going to have to work differently. You're going to have to eat differently. Your whole life is going to have to be different. And see, it's easy to listen to somebody just say, stay at home and pretty much hide instead of building your own immunity system through exercise, through diet. Because see, we don't want to do that. We want to live the way we were living beforehand. And that lifestyle was literally killing us. And there's some of us that we are fighting so that we can get that death sentence of a lifestyle back. You hear of the Smithfield plant, which is uh, one of the largest pork producers 
in the world. Tyson's food, which is pretty much the poultry industry. There are certain things that you just going to have to say, I want to live. I am going to give this stuff up. And you don't need individuals on TV to tell you how to do these things. Again, would love to continue hearing your views on this subject. Let's change, go to something else. By the way, how many of you got your stimulus checks yet? Still going to the mailbox every day or waking up, checking your accounts to see if your, your money has hit? Either way, it's, it's interesting. I know somebody that's kind of in the middle of all that and either way it's it's annoying just wish everybody can get their checks all on the same day so it can be done with go ahead and spend it and be back to normal again but anyway something that kind of got my interest what do y'all think about how a lot of these businesses multi-million dollar businesses that are eligible for the payroll protection program that was set up by the government. And I guess when you hear stories like the Los Angeles Lakers, which is one of the most profitable professional teams being eligible for this program and actually applying and receiving in fact, it was said they received $4.6 million in loans from the federal government to help them with their small business, to help them through the coronavirus. I mean, really, do the Los Angeles Lakers really need this money? And of course, you know, the, the news article headlines, the Lakers returned the money. Yeah, they returned the money because somebody found out they that they got the money and shamed them into returning. Same thing, I think Harvard. Harvard, it was $8.7 million. Even the president has said that Ivy League schools should not apply for this. But they are eligible to apply for it, so why not? Why wouldn't they not get a piece of this? Then, of course, people find out and they make them feel bad. And they return it. I think uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse, Shake Shack, you know, supposedly they receive 20 and 10 million respectively. And like everybody else, they return the money. But why are these places applying for this loan? Because the thing is, there's only but so many dollars in these programs. I think it was like $350 million but they had to stop sending this money out because it's it's a cap and i say 350 million i don't know if 350 million dollars was uh set aside for just a certain group of business or whatever but to my understanding it they they maxed out so when a small mom and pop business that really needs this money they're told no, because teams like the Lakers or business like 
Ruth Chris or schools like Harvard are getting first dibs at the money because they know the loopholes. They jump ahead of line. They get the money. They hold on to the money. And then they, out of the goodness of their heart, decide to return the money. Now the question is, do the, do the government put that money back into the account so that it can be reused? Do that mom and pop business that was turned away before, or are they notified and say, hey, we got, we got this money that the Lakers gave back so you can, you can get a couple of dollars from that? I mean, how does, how does that actually work? It's like when things are put in place, they never look at all the loopholes because businesses like the Lakers, like Harvard, I mean, Harvard Law School, I mean, the school is nothing but lawyers and the alumni. So you thinking that that whole institution is not saying, hey, alumni, students, faculty, staff, custodian, can you help us figure out how we can get our hands on this money? And I'm sure with all that brain power, they coming up with many ways to not only manipulate and get the money, jump to the front of the line, which in my opinion, they using the money for a moment, probably investing it real quickly, flip a profit, and then send the money back. Again, if there's anybody out there that have an understanding, that have better insight than what I am saying, Please, I would love to hear because I can't figure out why multi-million, multi-billion dollar businesses are qualified for payroll protection. Uh, uh, something like an NBA franchise, for real. And they are eligible. They are actually getting money only to turn it away. What's the, what's the basis of that? Finally, let's talk about Joe Biden. I don't think I mentioned this in any previous episodes. Since then, Joe Biden pretty much is the lone Democrat nominee to take on Donald Trump before November elections. Pretty much he's received endorsements from President Obama Recently, I saw that Nancy Pelosi has endorsed him. Uh, pretty much a number of prominent Democrats have endorsed him. Bernie Sanders, when he yielded, he immediately endorsed, endorsed him, which was ironic because I think when Bernie Sanders ran with Hillary Clinton, Clinton he did not yield to her nowhere near at the speed that he did with Joe Biden. So it makes me wonder what he's going to get. But either way, I guess the big question now is who is going to be Mr. Biden's running mate? What I love is when people are arguing the fact that his running mate should be a person of color, but more so a black woman. And they have this theory that a black woman 
will carry him. Now, ironically, I can argue against that. However, ironically, my favorite person that I would love to see as his running mate is Miss Stacey Abrams. I'm not just saying that because she's a black woman. I believe that she is qualified. She would, I mean, without a doubt, she'll bring something to his table. But I think what he is missing, and I'm not talking about just the cater to black people, but I'm talking about just what she brings in terms of her personality, her story, her experience. I just believe that Stacey Abram would be a good fit. And I, I don't even want to use the word a good fit for him. I just think she would add to that ticket. But one of the things I do not like when people are saying that adding a person of color or a black woman to his ticket would just take him over the top. I think one of the most delusions that a lot of black people have is that they won the white house for barack obama i think black people are not understanding something about their votes and their numbers let's make it clear black people are 30 percent of the population or excuse me 15% of the population. Our total is roughly about 30, 30 million. Out of 320 something million. Out of that 320 something million is supposedly 210 million white folks. Now let's go back to the black numbers. Out of the number of black people in this country, our voting percentage in terms of being registered to vote is roughly about seven to eight percent let's just say rounded up to ten percent just to be nice out of that percentage that actually go out and vote it's around six to seven percent even if you took away all of the black people that voted during the obama elections he still would have won See, this is something that black people get confused about is we vote for Democrats. I think it's believed to be 95, 98%. But our numbers that turn out to vote still really don't make that big a difference. You know, it was believed that in the Alabama U.S. Senate race, I forget the name of the gentleman that was running against um, the other guy, the Ten Commandment um, judge. But either way, it was believed that black women carried that those numbers and helped that individual go over the top. You know, I to be truthful, I never really seen the numbers. I heard the newscast that stated that without black women, particularly. They didn't say black people. They specified black women. And I think it was because it was to believe that 98, 99% of all black women that cast their vote 
was for that particular individual. So they gave the concept that black women won that out or changed that outcome for him. Uh, I don't know how that how that pans out. But either way, in my opinion, Stacey Abram is who I feel that would be a good choice. I also believe that in this time, we definitely probably need somebody that has a strong economic experience, which of course, that's Senator Elizabeth Warren. Even um, somebody with a strong legal background, which of course, then that could, you know, Miss um, Harris, I, I can't remember her first name, forgive me. But either way, based on what this country is going to need in regards to healing and getting things back in order. And I say economics because, again, after this virus is conquered, things still will not be the same. There are going to be a need for individuals that can help implement ideals, new philosophies, whether it's how we go to work, how we interact with each other, how we just function as, as a country. Because people fail to realize this country is not really a producer. This country is a consumption-based country. Things like that, it's going to have to change. It's, and there are people that will do their best to keep it that way. So you got to have individuals that are not going to bow down to these huge businesses. I mean, again, we're talking about loans that are given to the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, multi-billion dollar companies that are getting handouts. That's crazy. But you're giving the people $1,200 one time, $600 a week for unemployment. And you're giving Roof Chris Steakhouse and Shake Shake Shack money for what? Again, you got to have people that are going to be in the administration that can't be bought that understands there's going to be a new playing field again hopefully i shed some light on you bear with me as i'm still gaining a foothold in this podcasting arena and as always i would love i would love to hear your views your opinions on things that I am stating, please, I, I welcome corrections, I welcome opinions. Until then, I am Osaze Shabazz, and this has been another episode of There is a System to this Madness. <laughs>